0: A new train where we don't hate Edward anymore.
1: Well. (laughs) Well. Well.
0: Well. Well. (laughs) Well. Welcome to Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. We're going to start, as always, with our randomly generated YA title names. So I am Sophie. And I have a YA title this week that is, uh-huh. <laughs> as I find it, my my class of octopuses and jugglers. Wow. 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 Is random. Is that really random? Octopus. <laughs> okay. Octopus would be so good at juggling you guys. Oh, yeah. They could juggle so many objects so many if we can how many what do you think is the maximum number of things a human can juggle like 12 i don't know
2: i uh, used to watch some of the jugglers at the circus school practicing before class and they can juggle a lot of things and then they team up and they can juggle more things between two people
0: that's what i'm saying (laughs) okay the (laughs) most balls ever juggled by a human is 11 so if you multiply that by eight i'm assuming an octopus can do 88 wow why but oh by it would be by two It would be by four. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 44. Biologists are bad at math. Don't. (laughs) It's true. Except for Sam. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I'm technically a data scientist right now. Uh, Can't go on record saying I'm bad at math. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Who else has a YA title for us today?
1: It's me! My name's Sam, and my YA title of today is The Knife of Politics and Gods. (laughs) <laughs> holy sh- sh- crap i know right
0: i love it wow that's that's <laughs> yeah. actually really good that's yeah. like a really good book title yeah. yeah that's some rogue shit for sure yeah yeah yeah
1: that is some rogue shit and i'm here for it and i want someone oh to god. write this book because it's everything wow. i like it's probably assassins politics mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mythical gods that are all dicks <laughs> <laughs> d- uh-huh
0: <laughs> the knife is the stab the god politics yeah yeah it.
2: stab the god or politics. is it
0: the assassin
1: going to kill all of the corrupt gods because of their wonky politics hmm, thing? yes i'd read both of them me too
2: yeah anything with that title i'd read it
1: yeah, yeah it's a good one
2: anyway i am hannah and my ya title for the week is a dreams of pineapples and lightning <laughs> <laughs>
1: So my vision of that is, yeah, basically a dream of a private island with a pineapple drink in your hand and some lightning storm going on by our good buddy Zeus.
0: That's pretty chill. Yeah. I stopped paying attention after you said, uh, dreams. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> a dreams. Yeah. So we're on chapter five of Twilight this week, which is f- so far away from how terrible last week's <laughs> chapters were. I'm so excited to talk about it just over the moon so (laughs) shall we talk about what happened in the Twilight chapter first
1: always (laughs) so your Twilight summary for chapter five blood type blood type We get a chapter full of a whole lot of flirting and a whole lot of Bella being a lot more of a badass bitch than I remember her being. (laughs) (laughs) The first big scene in this chapter is in the cafeteria where at first Bella does not think Edward is there, gets sad, then realizes he is there and is sitting by himself and invites her to sit with him. They have a chat. Edward is infuriating. Bella stands up for herself. You go, girl. And then we have the biology class, which is blood type testing day. Bella almost passes out Mike tries to take her to the school nurse but Edward interjects as she's laying helpless on the sidewalk and then he drives her home the chapter was mostly conversation heavy on the flirtation and I just want to point out the one relatable line in this was, I just wanted to go sit down and sulk and girl (laughs) I feel you girl
0: (laughs) yeah so that's your twilight rundown I'm sure the Midnight Sun chapter is going to be completely different. So, Hannah, why don't you tell us about that one?
2: Oh, man. The Midnight... Mi- gosh, mm-hmm. ding, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the chapter, we really hacked up <laughs> in naming our podcast mid-light crisis i cannot say this word anymore it's causing me problems in my real life and also this one on the internet
0: i was taking a sip of water when you said we really acted up and i spat it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm it sorry i'll salvage my desk later Okay, what happened in Midnight Sun?
2: So this chapter is super different from the Twilight one, by which I mean it covers the exact same events and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it opens with Edward, who, to everyone's surprise, I'm sure, is stalking Bella. This time he's watching her through other people's thoughts rather than like from beside her bed, Ooh. which is a glow up, I guess. <laughs> He continues to be emotionally manipulative in the vein of last chapter. He skips class due to Alice warning him in advance that it's going to be the blood typing lab, and that's just kind of asking for trouble. And while he's doing so, he actually starts composing his infamous lullaby for Bella, which I thought was a nice touch. Same interactions as they did in Twilight, just with more murderous thoughts towards Mike and obsessive thoughts towards Bella. Also, Edward is a ding dong who can't tell that Bella thinks he's hot, but he (laughs) does finally start to piece it together by the end of the chapter,
1: which which I guess is,
2: oh my gosh, this really solidified for me why Bella is the horny one in the later books. Like Edward is just so clueless. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, you mentioned that Bella like wasn't a total pushover in these chapters, and I am also so here for that. I didn't remember her sticking up for herself so much and i am big fan you go bella fantastic
1: yeah i have mad respect for bella the whole time i was just like you go girl okay why did we ever think bella was boring like girl stood up for herself in this chapter and edward was a giant dick i was just so annoyed and i'm like yes bella you should stand up for yourself he's being unreasonable and infuriating
0: oh my god so i was very proud of bella
1: She was the star
2: of this one for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Also, there are so many times in this chapter, it happens a couple times, I think, where Bella is just like dazed or like loses her train of thought. And so I feel like when I was a teen, when everyone says, oh, Bella is so one dimensional, she doesn't have much going on, whatever. I'm looking at this and I'm like, it's because she just loses track of her thoughts every time edward is like suddenly too hot to handle like <laughs> and so I'm like bella is actually just distracted by how thirsty she is <laughs> yeah yeah like there's she has a lot going on in this chapter especially <laughs> but every time anyone says oh just why could she not keep track of her thoughts or why her face goes blank she has nothing happening in her head And it's like yeah
2: the only thing happening in her head is edward she can't handle it executive function shuts down Bella.exe has yeah. crashed.
1: Bella.exe has crashed. This has literally happened to me only like once in real oh. life. Someone turned around, they opened the door for me and they just smiled at me. I looked at them and I literally lost all train of thought. I was just like, you're beautiful.
0: <laughs> just, <whoa. laughs> I mean, I was like, it's our oh thing. <laughs> and so the reason, the reason we never came to this conclusion in our teens is because nobody in their teens is like, Stop your brain, good looking. (laughs)
2: That's
1: a good point.
0: Yeah, the moment I described literally happened a year ago. So, (laughs) yeah. It was very funny that despite like Bella short circuiting every time she has to talk to Edward, (laughs) he's like, Oh, I'm going to try this vampire trick that works on humans. And then she just (laughs) like starts drooling. (laughs) And then it's like, Oh, oh, it didn't work. (laughs) It didn't work. And it's like, Okay, well, no, it worked really well, actually. oh edward is so abused it's only by the end of the chapter that edward's like wait (laughs) yeah wait a minute
2: and it's because he reads the thoughts of i believe the elderly nurse who thinks he's pretty yeah Yeah. he's like well i mean i guess there are probably weirder ways to realize that someone you have a crush on likes you back but like that's that's gotta be up there
0: yeah plus like This is so strange to me because, again, just having read these five chapters and not remembering anything else from (laughs) the books, Uh Edward's over here being like, oh, it's way more likely that she's afraid of me because way more people see me and are afraid of me than they are attracted to me. And I'm like, literally every interaction we've had from his frame of reference has been people who are attracted to him. So true. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm like, Why would you not just assume that Bella thinks you're hot? Like, every girl you've met has thought you were hot. Yeah.
2: Like, Jessica, for example, seems pretty astute. Clearly noticed that Bella has a thing for Edward. Like, Mm -hmm. in chapter one, that's established that Jessica sees Bella staring at Edward and gets annoyed because she thinks Edward is hot. Mm -hmm. How did Edward not notice?
0: Right? He's been just, like, focusing, hyper-focusing on everyone's thoughts about her since the beginning. Yeah.
2: Speaking of Jessica, I'm not a super huge fan of the fact that so many of the female characters are mostly just shallow baby airheads. Yeah. Like, can we not do that?
0: Yeah, I actually really, I wrote it down. I really liked that in Edward's side in Midnight Sun, he makes a point to talk about how nice Angela is. Mm -hmm. Yes, me
2: too. I love Angela.
0: building a character that was not built in these chapters in the Twilight book, right? It's the same kind of thing where in the previous chapters, it's almost like she was trying to build Bella's character through Edward talking about her. It's like she's trying to build side characters out through Edward's view of their thoughts, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I really liked. I was like, oh, I want to hang out. I want to hear more about Angela's story. Tell me about her. <laughs> she seems nice. I remember really liking her
2: when I was a teen.
0: I want to talk about an angry moment. Yeah. (sighs) (sighs) Uh Edward in the car. (laughs) Oh my God. When he says, you don't seem 17. Yes. Is just infuriating because it's like we said last time, even more of the older man preying on a younger woman, like classic phrasing is to be like oh you don't seem so young which yeah you're so
2: mature for your age yeah
0: where it's like oh this is why it's okay that i'm in love with you (gasps) it's not okay no it's it annoys me i also hate that
1: stereotype it kind of goes as like you're not like other girls you're not you seem older than you are because that's like i used to get that all the time when i was a teenager oh you act so (laughs) mature you're so much older than you are that's why you'll never that's why you're having so much trouble dating and da 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 and it's just so frustrating to me growing up that it's like you you should just like lower your standards did da, da, it da. and i was like no no i shouldn't someone should rise to meet them
0: yeah and this this chapter had like explicit oh not like other girls when edward's yeah. like oh she turned her face up to the rain and was happy about it oh, oh yeah and didn't wear norm- makeup
2: and didn't yeah. wear makeup oh, oh my god
0: normal oh girls my god wouldn't look up at the rain and be happy because they'd be wearing makeup and i'm like. Bitch. <laughs>
2: oh that made me so mad
0: yeah I'm like sometimes I like rain and sometimes I don't it doesn't matter
2: (laughs) I live in Atlantic Canada it rains a lot so I don't often wear makeup because it rains and I don't want it to run but I like rain sometimes I also like makeup sometimes neither of those things makes me more or less of a woman
0: yeah yeah
2: I hate it I hate it
0: so much Oh,
1: me too it's like one of my least favorite things is like, oh, you're so much better if you don't wear makeup. Like,
0: oh, yeah,
1: it was his comments like, oh, the cosmetic industry <sighs> feeds off women wanting to look like me and uh. And I'm just like, fuck off. Makeup is art. You see what people are yeah. doing with it? Like, it's a form of art. It's a form of expression. Oh, my God. It just infuriated me. But I'm also remembering it's written through the lens of a 2005 whatever. Yeah. But Oh, my yeah. God.
0: I was so mad. But also, like, even, yes, makeup is art. And also, you can also just want to use it to look hot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I look better with makeup. That's just, like, a fact. I look better when I wear makeup. Yeah, same. Because that's the whole point that's of wearing makeup. That's the
0: whole thing that makeup does. <laughs> it makes
2: you look better. And then, like, it has artistic aspects and, like, it boosts your confidence. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I like wearing makeup because it makes my eyes look nice.
1: And it makes like, me Like, maybe feel you better. should try
2: it, Edward. Jeez. <laughs> Just put on some like mascara and some eyeliner dress up like a pirate it's fun
1: oh but <laughs> i don't know i like men in eyeliner
2: <laughs> i feel like so many men would also benefit from the confidence boost of wearing makeup sometimes yeah i don't know why it's necessarily a gendered thing or why it's an expected gender thing i could not work at a job that expected me to wear makeup all the time like that does not work with me as a person Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I don't like wearing makeup when I want to wear makeup
1: yeah Yeah. that's that's exactly it right there it's like I want to do it when I want to do it not on when somebody
0: tells me yeah let's circle back because I'm sure it'll come up again (laughs) sure it will (laughs) did you guys notice we had our first not word perfect translation of the conversation no You didn't? (gasps) Oh, man. Yeah. So, Uh, and it's weird because it's in Midnight Sun and I think it makes it worse. (laughs) Okay. Right at the end. So it's as they're leaving and Edward offers and then drags Bella to his car. Oh my God. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Because he's like, oh, you're not fit to drive. And then he drags her to his car for her to get in. And she (sighs) like stands there debating to make a <laughs> run for it in twilight he says i'll just drag you back <gasps> oh. and then in midnight sun he says i could drag you back dot 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 oh and so the line oh. in twilight i actually think is like better mm-hmm. because yeah. it's a joke oh yeah know, like it's not a joke but he's saying it as like a he thinks drag it's you a back. joke right like it's more lighthearted, but the, I could drag you back, dot, dot, dot. is just so threatening. Yep. Yeah. Just wild. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. I don't know why Edward doesn't grasp the fact that uh, physically threatening somebody is, like, not a good seduction technique.
0: Yeah. Well, also, in the Twilight side, he's dragging her to the car, but the way it's written and phrased is, like, it's more uncomfortable for bella because she's like stumbling and tripping and whatever all the stuff she does Mm because she's clumsy (laughs) because
2: that's her flaw she's clumsy
0: but in the midnight sun it's like him dragging her (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so it's like what is happening (laughs) because in the twilight one it's like oh he's just you know making sure that she doesn't get into her car and then in the midnight sun, it's like, oh, he's just physically—he's abducting her. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just, why is it so uncomfortable? It's so awkward.
2: <laughs> On the same page as this uh, change in phrase is yet another typo, and I was yelling about this earlier. But I am so not impressed with this professionally published work having so many typos and mistakes in it. Like that is completely unacceptable. And I regret giving them my money if they're <laughs> going to put in, like, this little effort into mm-hmm. making a publishable product. They do not deserve my 36 Canadian dollars. <laughs>
0: That's I
1: lot. am
2: offended. I am offended.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wait, what was the typo on this? The
2: first second that Emmett saw Rosalie, he saw a goddess whom he had worshipped without cease ever since.
1: <laughs> oh, my- oh, yes! I do remember reading this and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I
2: was like... <laughs> are like are you kidding me yeah,
0: also she spells ochre wrong every time <sighs> yeah
2: oh really i didn't even yeah. notice that one
0: it's well maybe that's a canadian thing is it er it's, e- e- it's er in the book but it's spelled i think R-E that in canada
2: <laughs> yeah no i think that's an americanism because because
0: can't have any french spelling
2: does anybody else get like super confused as a Canadian, because, like, we sometimes use British spellings and sometimes use American spellings, and there is a correct one, but, like, there's no list of, like, which... Yeah ones are correct in Canada you just yep. kind of have to know
0: you just kind of have to know when you're supposed to use a U <sighs> and when you're supposed to use an R E and when yeah, it's yeah
2: when you use a Z or an S it's like I don't, yep. I, don't <laughs> I don't know
1: it's really hard in um, science and publishing and now writing technical mm. documents working with companies in the UK in the United States and Canada and like oh my god it's a nightmare I usually just go with the United States whatever like usually drop the U whatever's <sighs> easiest But oh my, I remember trying to publish my master's work and I had everything in my thesis as color and I, cause I did color analysis. So I had C-O-L-O-U-R everywhere. And then when Mm -hmm. we decided to publish it, my advisor was like, yeah, no, we need to go back to the American. And I was just like,
0: damn it. Oh my God. (laughs) And I
1: I had it in figures. Like I had it everywhere. And I was just like, oh,
0: I aggressively keep the U in. I do yeah, too so everywhere
2: <laughs> I've written like several short stories for indie mm-hmm. anthologies, and there have been a couple of times where I'll s- send in my final project, and they're like, oh, like this is the u k spelling right? and I'm like, well, this is the Canadian spelling. Mm-hmm. If you want it in the American spelling, you can do it yourself. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm correct,
0: yeah <laughs> should we go, yeah, honestly. All of my notes for this chapter, like I just, I'm gonna read (laughs) like three in a row. Okay, do it. Uh What (laughs) was something wrong with her? Yeah, she's thirsty. (laughs) Just the next line just says Edward. It's called being horny, and then the next one is still horny. (laughs) And then two lines later, Edward only just realizing Bella is thirsty for him. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And those are my notes for the Midnight Sun chapter.
2: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I don't know. Does anyone want to say, like, some good lines? Like, I thought there were some good lines.
2: I have, like, a missed opportunity. Does that count?
0: Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah.
2: I read the Twilight chapter and then I read the Midnight Sun chapter. And in the Twilight chapter, you kind of casually hear Edward volunteering Alice to drive Bella's truck home. And I was so hoping that we would get some kind of snippet of like Alice suddenly seeing the future where she has to drive Bella's truck home (laughs) and then like being annoyed about it at Edward and maybe Jasper like noticing that Alice is annoyed about something and trying to figure out what it is like I was really 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 hoping we would get that little snippet of like Edward I don't want to drive her truck home it would have been so good
0: that (laughs) would have been so good yeah Uh, maybe they'll sneak it into the next chapter yeah maybe. maybe I had, like, a couple questionable lines. (laughs) Uh One is when Edward is talking to the nurse and Uh Bella describes his voice as melting honey. What's what's melting honey? (laughs) Guys, honey's already a liquid.
2: You know when your honey gets (laughs) kind of crystallized and you need to microwave it in order to get it to flow again and then, like, the plastic Mm -hmm. melts a little bit and it smells a little questionable, but you put it in your tea anyway? (laughs) Is it that?
0: So, is melting honey just like regular <laughs> honey? Like, it's just normal honey that flows a little bit and it's sweet? Yeah.
2: Would melting honey be like less viscous than regular honey? I
0: guess so. Because it's warmer? Who melts honey? No. It would be, no, wouldn't it be more viscous? I melt honey. Oh.
2: No. No, like, my example was from experience. I don't eat a lot of honey, so it always crystallizes, and then I have to microwave it in order to be able to use it. And it does get much less viscous when it's warm. It's very mm. sticky.
0: Okay, I'll allow it then. Yeah,
1: um, no, interesting.
0: So it means his voice is slippery and sticky. And maybe has a little bit of BPA in it from being microwaved. <laughs> from the
2: microwave plastic
0: <laughs> bear. <laughs> his voice is a little bit bad for you. <laughs>
1: this is a common way that authors describe like men's voice. Like I feel like I've read this in YA before. Yeah. Oh, his voice sounded like honey. I don't know if melting honey per se, but that seems, it's like a common thing that female (laughs) authors use, I find. everyone just loves honey. (laughs) I mean, honey's good.
2: Honey is, I always think it's going to be good, and then I have it, and I'm like, I I think, okay, you know what it is? I always just want it to be maple syrup, and it never is.
0: (laughs) Oh, there's your problem. (laughs) True Canadian over here.
2: In case you're wondering how Canadian I am, eh? Yeah. I just want my maple syrup. Sometimes I have
0: sugar and I'm like, damn, I wish this was maple syrup. (laughs) Right?
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh... Sometimes I get mad about Canadian stereotypes and then I go and pull that (laughs) shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. i only eat my honey or drink my honey in hot toddies so i don't know if i'm Ooh. any better but now i'm like what would a hot toddy taste like if it had maple syrup instead of honey Ooh, oh man that better. was so
0: good right i have like i have probably two tablespoons of honey every single day <laughs> in tea but but now i'm just thinking about how it could be maple syrup so my other the other good one that i liked was Edward being like, I've never paid attention to a human diet before. It's like, Edward, you're, <laughs> you're 17 years of being a human being. Do you not remember what humans ate? Like food, not lemonade. Like he's like, oh, she's just having lemonade. Is that what a human needs to eat? <laughs> it's
2: uh, like- also, he's like in all of their heads all the time. Yeah. I think about food constantly. If Edward was anywhere near me, he would know a lot about the human diet.
0: Yeah. He's also... He's scanning people's brains most often during lunch. Like, what are you doing? He has a medical degree. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What you're the a heck? doctor, Edward. <laughs> Edward, you're a doctor. <laughs> Listen, the best part about this chapter was the flirting. We can all agree. It was that's some true. great back and forth. It was just pretty solid. And then what I thought was fun, and which I assume we all thought was fun, is Edward like goes through a list of how all the other vampire couples like got together. Yeah. yeah. And their dynamic. And maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Because it was a fun dynamic between them, between everyone. Just some fun dynamics. <laughs> I yeah. said dynamics too many times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As a precursor to that, a lot of this information... I knew from before but I don't remember why I know it like was it in one of the books was it like on the because w- I, I used to frequent Stephanie Meyer's website a lot because she would like talk about behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. was any of this information in the other books
1: don't no, ask me I think <laughs> Sophie <laughs> <laughs> I think it <laughs> might have been in the movies mm. oh. Yeah, I think, if anything, it was more in the movies. I can't remember, though. It could be... It could have been brought up more in Eclipse, but I don't think so. like There was a lot of... No, I think it was mostly from the movies, because they wanted to bring more of the characters into the movies and make them, I guess... Yeah,
2: make them into characters.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit more. But I could be very wrong. If someone knows, correct me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll be curious when we... In, like, six years, when we get to Eclipse... (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: if this information was in there. <laughs> in
0: 2030, if the world still exists, and we're talking about Eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to summarize, they have, yeah, the three sets of couples, right? Rosalie and Emmett are, as Edward describes it, classic love at first sight, just... The second they saw each other, they were immediately in love, and I'm not going to go into the weird way they describe it. Um, and like worshiping a goddess. Yeah, worshiping a goddess. Uh, <laughs> and I guess Emmett was also hot too. And then Alice and Jasper is just the best. Where <gasps> oh. I just get really emotional about it. Uh, yeah. Where Alice, Alice, since she can see the future, had seen years decades centuries of their future lives together and then jasper felt all of that through his emotional sensitivity and Uh, yeah god just wow yeah that whole chapter is like
2: (laughs) a better love story than twilight yeah (laughs) is that meme still relevant (laughs) yeah i think so that one paragraph is just so much and so few words and i i really like it it's
0: a 10 out of 10 paragraph I was going to say
1: it's 10 out of 10 on the swoon scale.
0: Yeah. 10 out of 10 swoons. Yeah. And then Carlisle and Esme was, she fell in love with him as a girl. As a a human. And then later, as a human. And then, yeah. And then later they meet up again. Okay.
1: So I had an issue with this and I don't know if it's just like, I wasn't remembering later in the series, but like did Carlisle turn Esme without her consent? Because that's what this chapter says. And I was like, is that explained later in the series, Hannah?
2: I don't know if it's in the series. Esme, well, either Esme or Rosalie has
0: like the darkest backstory.
2: Yeah. It
0: seems pretty traumatic based on this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So Esme's deal was that, I don't remember the details. She had an abusive husband and had lost her newborn baby. And I don't remember um, if that was due to the husband or not, but she tried to commit suicide by jumping off a cliff and Carlisle fanned her yikes. at the bottom.
1: That rings a bell now. Yes. So like,
2: yeah. So yes, without consent, but like in the same way it was without consent with Edward, where it was like, you're going to die and I am going to quote unquote, save you and keep you with me.
1: I, I forgot right. that. That makes me feel a lot better. Cause I read this and I was like, Whoa, yeah. Carlisle, that is really problematic, but I forgot that entire backstory, so that makes more sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the- I mean
2: the whole thing of consigning in Carlisle's case, what is it like Oh, yeah. I can't count two, four, six other people mm-hmm. to vampirism when like he is clearly clearly has some moral objections to the uh obligate physiology of vampires is like kind of questionable Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see if like he talks about it more in this in midnight sun with edward like maybe we'll get more insights into yeah his moral compass the weird part about the carlisle and esme paragraph two paragraphs was like the implication that edward like read esme's thoughts Mm -hmm. like a lot that he could reassure carlisle like yeah
2: it's a little i mean it is kind of creepy but also i'm pretty sure the three of us have in some capacity done the like oh my god do you think he likes me (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah and
2: it's basically just that but with more information right it's like no, like, oh, I'm pretty sure he likes you. Yeah, no, you should totally go for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know she's into you. Like, I know what she's thinking.
0: <laughs> I know. It's basically I that. No, for sure. Yeah, he yeah. just has
2: more information to work with. So it's yeah. definitely creepy, but also very wingman.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're wingman, son.
2: Oh, um. oh, never say those words again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean,. We all know Alice and Jasper's is the best, though. Obviously. like uh, The other two are fine. I'm fine with it. Love at first sight. Eh. Eh.
2: Yeah.
0: Eh. <laughs> eh.
1: I don't know. For some reason, like, I don't like insta-love. I think you both know that. But reading this, I was yeah. like, I don't know. I think it's just because we know the characters, too, that I'm like, oh, yeah, they're so deeply in love. So, of course, they fell in love at first sight. There's something very
0: romantic about, like oh, they live for like hundreds of years and Mm -hmm. thousands of years, but Mm -hmm. they fall in love at first sight when they meet each other. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm on board. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I say the Rosalie Emmett is a
1: seven out of 10 on the swoons. Alice and Jasper Mm -hmm. is a 10 out of 10 on the swoons. Carla and Esme, I have to only give a four out of 10 on the swoons because (gasps) I didn't have the context when I read it. Like with how this paragraph is written... It wasn't very swoon-worthy, but now reflecting back and knowing the true story, thank you, Hannah, I would I would revise that. But based off this, this thing alone,
0: it, it was lacking a little bit. Yeah. Huh. I have a super important question about uh-huh. Edward and Bella in this chapter because what I liked about their interaction here is that it's almost like the in-between phase, right, where it's like they're kind of She's still kind of mad at him, mm-hmm. but there's the flirting and there's the obvious attraction. And so you have a lot of back and forth that's like them snapping at each other a little bit, but like mm-hmm. it's also pretty thirsty snapping, <laughs> especially <laughs> on Bella's part. <laughs> oh my God, that's my favorite term. And so, thirsty
2: snapping. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so I have a super important question mostly for Sam uh, enemies <laughs> to lovers. Mm. Oh because because <laughs> Edward did not want to be interested like he was like hell no and he was an ass to her and yeah. then he falls in love with her and now Bella's mad at him but thinks he's hot and so she's like oh I probably shouldn't do that
1: yeah so mm, yeah okay let's um <laughs> it has the classic beginnings of it yes and it has the classic like beginnings I look for in my reading so I would akin it to enemies to lovers on that respect because it is very much that like angry fighting flirting that I don't know why I enjoy it so much but it's so good it's so good (laughs) and like I'm currently reading uh red white and royal blue and it's like the same kind of banter between the two romantic leads and I'm just like and it's also enemies to lovers I'm like this is so good. So, yes.
0: it Yeah. This is, yeah. This is, like, a very, like, low-level yeah. enemies. To, like, they didn't quite make it to enemies. Mm-hmm. They're just mad at each other to lovers.
1: <laughs> Angry
2: acquaintances to lovers. It,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't... Yeah, because they're definitely
1: not, like, arch-nemesis. Like, it's a different take on it. But it is that dynamic of that trope that I enjoy. So... It's like, yeah, it's a low level there, low level.
2: So, would you have shipped Jacob and Edward?
0: Hmm. Important <laughs> questions. They're oh, so, they're so deep in enemies, though. Yeah, yeah. No.
2: See. But they come to an accord at the end.
0: That's true
1: no it
0: could be i don't remember i never even saw that
1: as like <laughs> a thing because the love triangle was so in our face
0: oh my
2: god it's so obnoxious
1: see i'm pretty stereotypical in my ships like when i ship they're usually like pretty obvious i don't normally go off yeah. the rails too 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 much so i know i never did consider edward and jacob a <laughs> ship no yeah, but I mean, I it, didn't
2: either, but, like...
1: No, it's a good <laughs> point. Enemies Nick. to
2: lovers, though. <laughs> or, I mean, enemies to fanfic lovers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, oh, God, there's probably a lot of Jacob I Edward bet there's fanfic a lot of... out there. There's probably yeah. a lot.
2: I have tried to find, like, Twilight fanfiction that does anything for me, and I haven't found any. Yeah. Mostly just because I want, like... The fan family stuff and the Alice and Jasper stuff, and like it's always embroiled with other things. Ugh.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure, as I mentioned in episode one, uh-huh. when I wrote Twilight fan fiction, it was literally just for Bella to stop being so emo. Yeah. In <laughs> I was like, You did and... mention
2: the specifics. That's awesome. And I was
0: like, She just figured out her shit. She got over him like an <laughs> adult. <laughs>
2: That's really good.
0: Anyway, we don't need to talk about that anymore.
2: <laughs> I definitely had like cringy Twilight self-insert fanfiction when I was like oh, 16, but gotta, I didn't do anything with it. So yeah. it stayed in my head and nobody will ever know except the uh, seven people who listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> so we know Sam's preferred dynamic <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Can, uh huh. of these dynamics or I guess other ones. Do you have like... I guess, yeah, we've kind of touched on this, but if you don't have a found family, if you're looking for, like, the <laughs> if romance... If I'm looking for a romance. Lot, yeah.
2: I mean, this Allison Jasper, like, faded soulmates thing really does it for me sometimes. I'm always on board for childhood friends to lovers. I Ooh. don't know why that gets me so much, but, like, oh, man... Every time.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. If
2: I'm going to do, like, a ship, oh, man, those, like, we were best friends for our entire lives, and now we are on the same sports team in high school. I'm, like, they're in love for sure. (laughs) So that's my preferred relationship trope.
0: Do Do you prefer, like they have stayed friends the whole time? Or do you prefer, like, they lost track of each other and then they meet each other
2: again? Oh, no, definitely the, like, we have been each other's best friends and, like, the most important person in each other's lives for our entire lives. It has just changed over the years from we were friends to we love each other. That, yeah, definitely they stayed together. And it's the slow burn for me, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But also the, like, I love miscommunication tropes, too. So one's the, like, oh, like, I don't want to confess to this person because we've been best friends since we were four and it would ruin our friendship. And the other one is like, oh, I just realized that I'm in love with my best friend, but I don't want to ruin our friendship. And I'm like, oh, you have to tell each other. But, like, when you don't (laughs) tell each other, the tension is so good. (laughs) 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 Good. Uh, Yeah, it really does it for me. There was like the Deltora Quest one, right? Like that—that mm-hmm. that did it for me as a small child. Maybe I wonder if that's where it started.
0: That could have been where it yeah. started.
2: Or, or <laughs> no, I think it was. I think I shipped Mandy and James in the Animal Ark chapter books when I was in like grade two.
1: Animal Ark. Oh my god.
2: Oh yeah, that I think that might have been it. <laughs> that might have been the genesis of this.
0: What about you, Sophie? Yeah, I've been sitting here trying to be like what. I should have prepared more before we started because what is mine? I'm mostly having like an existential crisis because I'm like, oh God, is mine also enemies to lovers? (laughs) I mean, I think it is. (laughs) I think, yeah. I mean, you and Sam
2: enjoy a lot of the same books. It could be.
0: Yeah, I I don't know that I'm as much into like the enemies, like actual enemies to lovers. Like I think I like the they don't think highly of each other but then they have to work together yeah and suddenly it's like oh i guess you're not that bad and then at the end of the book they're like and we're in love now <laughs> yeah and by that i mean at the end of seven books they're like now we're in yeah. love because gotta have that slow burn yeah like, gotta have the slow burn none yeah. that's of this imperative one to a love book, book, story yeah none of this one book falling in love with each other none of this half book falling into love with each no. other.
2: <laughs> Sam encouraged me to read the uh, shades of magic series Aww. and i spent the entirety of the first book being like oh i hope these two characters don't end up together that would be so lame and now that i'm like almost on the second book i'm like well, well it would be okay though they're like kind of i still don't know if it's gonna happen but they're like building up to it and now that it's been almost two full books i'm like yeah yeah i'm on board with it now that it's been almost two full books if it goes in that direction
1: I'm literally so. just like sitting here smiling like a fool because <laughs> I love the shades of magic series so much. And the fact that you're both reading it and like experiencing what I experience, I'm just like, Oh yes. And yeah, yes. It's so good.
0: I, I have my like eBooks open and I'm like, what do all of these have in common? Because I bet you there's a thing that they have in common. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the romantic subplot trope that gets me the most which is ironic because I would say this is absolutely the opposite of what I personally would look for in real life yeah (laughs) is he's been in love with her since the beginning Mm. and she just like went off and had all these adventures and like Mm. like I've been reading there have been a couple books that I've read recently where it the dynamic was like he was kind of a head at the beginning but he like fell in love with her and then she was like, "Nah, you're kind of a head." <laughs> are you reading Aragon? <laughs> um, maybe no, but like he becomes a better person by being in love with her, and so by the end, you're like, "Oh yeah, this I get this now." There have been a lot of books that I've read recently that are in that vein, so I'm a fan of that. I like transformative of power of love. Yes,
2: that's an interesting idea. Is whether the same relationship tropes that we like in fiction are what would we would want in an actual relationship
0: I don't want any of the same ones that I look for in a book no thank you yeah no I don't (laughs) think I the thing it's crazy that I'm like so into this
1: like enemies to lovers because I think I said it before I have this like headcanon of myself that I'm gonna like turn some (laughs) person into this environmentalist like social justice yeah kind of person when in reality I went on a date with a Trump supporter and I
0: wanted to pull my hair out no I want anyone (laughs) I date to have already done all the work exactly that that would have happened in the novel of us meeting yeah he he needs to have done all that work already because I'm too tired yeah exactly yeah (laughs) so anyway the most important thing about this chapter is that we get some insight (laughs) into what vampires eat Edward says that he and Emmett are going out to a park to go camping, and his thought process is because Emmett wants to go eat bear
2: because <laughs> mm-hmm. bear is Emmett's favorite food that comes yeah. up in Twilight.
0: Can we talked about this first <laughs> Let's second? talk about it. Edward's out there eating rabbits, and then Emmett wants bears. <laughs> like bear seems really wasteful. Can they drink a whole bear in, uh, so. in one go? But I mean,
2: there's two of them. They could both drink the bear.
0: Oh, I guess that's.
1: But also, if they don't drink the whole bear, does the bear become a vampire? <laughs> oh,
0: <God>. Because it's <laughs> because it's Stephanie Myers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because in Stephanie Myers' universe, you become.
2: <laughs> I would assume that it has to be human specific. Okay,
1: right? wait, wait. Let me. Okay, I've got my composure back. I don't.
0: Okay, I am losing mine. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> no, okay. In Stephanie Meyer's world, vampires mm-hmm. become vampires because the venom enters the bloodstream. If you've been bitten by a vampire, the venom's in you. Like, you're f- you're a vampire. So, is that straight up, yeah. Is it just for mammals? Or, like, yeah, what happens if they leave the bear, like, half drunk? Can they not just, like, use the animals, like, consorts like other vampire lore does? Where they have, like, human people they just feed off to keep them sad I'm going off
0: on a tangent I'm so sorry (laughs) so our audio dropped but we're back and I have a super important tangent off of Sam's tangent (laughs) which is last week we talked about Edward being at the bottom of a sound in the middle of the ocean so I Uh hypothesize he's at the bottom of that sound and he's like oh shit I'm starving I'm gonna die and he catches himself a killer whale. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, if these vampires are eating, like, J-Pod or
2: A-Pod out on the West Coast, I'm going to come out there and chop their heads up no, and burn but them there's myself.
0: No, there's no way that he can hold a whole killer whale's worth of blood. So he just is turning all these killer whales into vampires.
1: Or... Or is the hypothesis that they could drink from the animal more than once, that the vampire venom is only venomous to humans or maybe other hominid species, but not to other species.
2: I'm going to say that the vampire venom has to be species exclusive, because it would make no sense otherwise.
0: Like I, I mean, just... they're vampires, but... I just want to imagine just, like, a fin whale out there being a vampire.
2: <laughs> I mean, fin whales eat their prey whole. Like, how much more vampiric can you get? It's not like copepods have blood. Fish vampires, have blood, I guess.
0: Vampires expressly don't eat their prey whole.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, like, they're consuming the fluids as well as the creature.
1: But vampires in Stephanie Meyer's world, right? Because a lot of yeah. vampire lore... it. That's not what actually turns people to vampires, right? It's usually... I don't know. <laughs> the do mo- The most common way is that a person, a mortal, dies with vampire blood in their system, and then they have to, like, bury them a certain way, and then they rise from the dead that way. What the heck?
0: So, okay, yeah. we're, we're not going to go into no. the biology yeah, that's of a, vampire changing. That's a different, that's a different one. <laughs> <That's, But laughs> we'll do that later. I yeah. do just want to... Yeah, because there are a lot of bears species uh-huh. in... Washington. And, like, all of them are endangered. I looked specifically
2: for grizzlies because they mention later on in Twilight that grizzly is Emmett's favorite food. And they are officially listed as endangered in Washington state. And, like, Emmett, stop eating endangered animals. <laughs> These are a protected species. What are you doing?
0: Just like- But also they eat a lot
2: of deer and white-tailed deer are also endangered in Washington.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... White-tailed deer are just like a plague upon the planet everywhere else, though.
2: <laughs> you can't eat a protected species. If you're a human, you're not allowed to kill a protected species. Yeah. So I imagine if you're a vampire, you shouldn't be allowed to kill a protected species either. Like
0: If you think about it, probably every mammal other than a raccoon or a squirrel <laughs> is going to be at least endangered. <laughs> I guess, does this count as subsistence hunting? Mm.
2: That, I. I mean, I would say no.
0: Well, even then, right. like you have, like it would have to be deer.
2: Yeah, they could eat like raccoons or what's an invasive species in the Pacific Northwest? Like a mammal? Yeah. Do that? Does it have to be mammal blood? Probably, eh.
1: I mean, do they eat green crabs?
0: <laughs> yeah, because if it's not <laughs> mammal blood, then like some leeches have red blood. So no, well, just what's the? I think it's the, the fluid? hemoglobin. Yeah, like they need hemoglobin, right? Just chomp down on a, well, no, they have blue blood. I was gonna say horseshoe crab. (laughs) They got a lot of blood.
2: What? I wonder if their eyes would turn blue if they ate horseshoe crab blood. Whoa!
0: (laughs) That would be so cool. (gasps) That would be so cool.
2: That would be such a good disguise. Yeah. (laughs) And there are already horseshoe crab blood farms. Like,
0: how hard would it be? Just going out there and eating a horseshoe crab. Okay, guys, we solved vampire. We solved it. (laughs) Well, I guess we've solved how to be a better vampire because you could hide. So if any vampires are listening to this, legally, you have to tell us.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, it's entrapment.
1: Otherwise, it's entrapment. <laughs> we, we need to know about the sustainability of your hunting methods, because mm-hmm. you can't just go eating, like, five deer and a cougar and a bear yeah. every other day.
0: <laughs> like, or a fin whale.
2: <laughs> These guys are worse than house cats in the amount of wildlife Ugh. that yes! they kill. Keep your cats inside. Keep your vampires inside. Don't let them eat the native wildlife.
0: Keep your vampires inside.
2: Keep your vampires inside. Get them
0: those little crinkly, colorful collars <laughs> to keep them from yeah. eating birds.
2: If you have to let your vampire outside, put a bell on them.
0: <laughs> vampire. Oh, I was about to be like, keep, make sure you keep your vampire on on a leash, and then I was like, ooh, <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> it's a little bit kinkier, kinkier <laughs> than like, I meant it
2: I think they did that, and it was called Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs>
1: That is exactly what it was called. You are correct. I take
0: it back.
2: You know what? Like, they're immortal. They're the ones who are going to be here after our species has hecked up the whole entire planet. You'd Mm -hmm. think they would be a little more concerned with sustainability.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to be here for Permian extinction, too. And I don't want to be here for that.
2: They're they're all going to starve once all the humans die from climate change. (laughs) Also, he says
0: Emmett is excited for bear season.
2: Do they only hunt in season? Do
0: they get, like, hunting tags? Well, also, there's no bear season. Th-
1: no. And hibernation?
0: But, like, does mm-hmm. he mean fall? Like, what time of year is it? Is it summer? It's it, it started in
2: January. Oh. And it's been a couple months, so it must be, like, March.
0: So I guess it That must doesn't be, seem... He means bears coming out of hibernation. Yeah. yeah.
2: But why would you want to eat a bear when it... Has come out of hibernation and has been starving for months. You'd think you'd want to eat them like right now. I mean, listen, I'll eat a terrible bagel just because
1: okay, I love true. bagels. So <laughs> I'm
2: Googling bear hunting season in Washington and seeing if there is one. Oh, there's a black bear hunting season, but also black bear hunting season is in the fall, okay, not in the spring.
1: So
0: is it fall already? No, it no. can't be fall.
1: It has to do, it has to be about the hibernation thing. It's the only thing that makes sense.
0: So not only
2: are they hunting endangered species, they're hunting regulated species out of season. 100%. Your limit per person per season is two black bears. I bet Emmett has two black bears as a snack. Yeah.
1: See, and that concerns me. Yeah,
2: I'm concerned about this ecosystem now.
1: Like, how long can eight, seven, eight vampires live there before that ecosystem collapses? And, like, they're the top predators, so there's nothing yeah. that can take them down. But well, if they...
2: <laughs> there are some wolves.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: lol. Oh. Anyway.
2: <laughs>
1: Damn. Well.
2: That's a discussion for later. Carry on.
0: Yeah. No, I just was going like the
1: whole trophic cascade thing. But the thing is, is normally when that happens, your top predator isn't eating the whole way down the food chain. But like in this case, literally the vampires would eat the whole way down the food web. Everything except their primary producers, like trees and whatever.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm just
1: just, like, they could literally decimate an entire ecosystem just by their top down control. And it's just. There's nothing to regulate them. But it's like, yeah, what do they not think about the sustainability of their food? Because there's this there's, there's gotta be something.
2: I guess they this particular family is unique, right? And that it's large and does not eat people. hmm But they do say they only stay somewhere for up to like twenty or so years, right? Because they don't physically age, so they have to move.
1: That's I enough wonder... time to decimate an ecosystem.
2: Yeah, but Carlisle seems to care a lot about the impacts that they have on the people around them. Hopefully he would extend some of that to like the broader ecosystem around them and like have some sort of regulation on how his family is allowed to hunt, right? Uh,
0: yeah, like think of how chill it would be. There are so many invasive species, probably not as many mammals in Washington, but there are so many invasive species in the u s that if they could just go out there and start chomping on them, yeah, um, uh-huh. that'd be pretty chill. Like I've heard, you know, I've heard there's thirty to fifty feral hogs, <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, <laughs> in everyone's backyard. <laughs> Aren't like nutria invasive? Like could I don't know just- what that is. They're like a swamp rat. No, <laughs>
2: they're like
0: <laughs> you know beavers, but. If you've already harvested the beaver tail.
2: I did not even know that existed. So they can eat the feral swines, the nutria, the tunicates. Does Edward eat bugs? Anakin Skywalker eats bugs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There are several invasive species that they could be eating instead of the native large carnivores. Endangered wildlife.
0: Hey, vampires, stop eating endangered wildlife.
2: I just thought of the perfect solution. If you want, like, an invasive large mammal, they should just eat people. (laughs) i've solved it
0: (laughs) i've i've solved
2: the ecosystem issue with these vampires they should just be eating people
0: we've gone too far too far around at this point the ecosystem needs
2: are opposite of the human needs
1: okay i have another question though because this just popped in my head as a researcher
2: Uh uh-huh
1: how would you explain the mass disappearance or mass population fluctuations and I know, having worked with a few um, terrestrial... I'm losing my words here. Ecologists? Yeah, like a lot of wildlife ecologists in my uh, through grad school, I know one of the big methodologies is trap cameras. And oh. so... <laughs> oh my god. Like, you can't tell me that the surrounding forest of Forks doesn't have yeah. a few trap cameras in there. Like, I feel like they would have been caught. And like, I feel like there's gotta be a wildlife biologist out there who's just like confused. (gasps) Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Oh my God. (laughs) Bigfoot is
2: Emmett.
0: (laughs) With a bear. He's got like the bear over his shoulders and that's why it's all.
2: That's why he's so furry. I was just thinking, is like Alice a chupacabra? Probably. (laughs) Oh my God. But also like, how... What do they do with the bodies of these animals once they've eaten them? Yeah, because are they again, just, are they just leaving dead bears strewn through is, the woods?
0: This is how you end up with pop articles that are like something gigantic <laughs> yes! ripped out. Yeah, ripped out this great white shark stomach, and it's like it was uh, a killer whale. A killer Relax, whale. <laughs> <laughs> or it was, it was it a was vampire.
2: <laughs> it was Emmett. I bet Rosalie would eat sharks.
0: Yeah, probably. it was Rosalie. I bet you their blood tastes so bad. It's got all that urea urea in it. It's so oily. They're really bad for you. (laughs) I don't want to eat a shark. Also, bioaccumulation. Yeah. Big problem. Yeah. Do you think vampires get, like, sick off animals that are in unhealthy environments? I mean, they should.
2: They should. Do you think if they eat enough, like, peregrine falcons, then their eggs start to get brittle?
1: (laughs) They get DDT all up in their... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> their skin just starts cracking
0: <laughs> you sit on a vampire and instead of it being like super durable it just shatters. it just cracks
2: <laughs> oh my god wait that leads me to an another interesting thought though people who have like obligate carnivore pets reptiles specifically i'm thinking will breed animals to feed to oh their carnivores why are the cullens not farmers oh
0: my god why i just had a vision of all of them in like plaid and overalls <laughs> me too <laughs> and i was like this is amazing okay well no the reason is because you can't be in a super rainy place and also be a farmer gotta have why not? sunshine for yeah, your crops you to your pretend crops. to be a farmer okay
2: but there's like a crap ton of farmers in like the british isles and it rains there always That's a good point. They only need the blood, right? They could exsanguinate their animals and then butcher them and, like, sell them.
0: I bet you don't, like, meat animals get exsanguinated anyway. Yeah, you have to drain the blood out. Damn, these vampires are dumb.
2: (laughs) Okay, I looked this up before we started. Carlisle was born in 1640. You'd think over the course of 400 years, he would have figured out that farming is a thing. Emmett would love being a farmer.
0: That's a good point.
2: <laughs> and Edward would probably enjoy like sitting out in the fields and squinting into the darkness and like brooding about his life yeah. while he chews on a stock of wheat.
0: <laughs> but they're not farming wheat. <laughs> They'd have to farm one little plantation of Well, of I mean, they wheat. have to
2: feed something to the cows. He'd just oh, yeah. chews on a stock of whatever the cows are eating. You know what? I'm going to write this book.
0: <laughs> there you go. We finally found the Twilight fan fiction that Hannah wants to write. <laughs> where they all moved to montana can you imagine like instead of edward listening to claire de lune he's like in his car listening to like alan jackson (laughs) yeah we're gonna end the podcast now anyone want to take a guess i want the let's read the chapter titles for next time
2: i actually have pretty solid guesses this
0: time i think oh good Uh uh-huh god okay so yeah the chapter title for twilight is scary stories and then the chapter title for midnight sun is melody wow yeah
2: i think that this is going to be two separate scenes that don't interact with each other which i'm excited about
0: yeah the twilight one is the beach party yeah oh yeah yeah
2: because this is where we meet jacob i think and he like tells the scary stories of like oh yeah the origins of his tribe Ooh. Ooh, so that's gonna be fun to unpack
0: yep <laughs> we'll get into that next time oh yeah. sam's gotta do her research <laughs> yeah
2: gotta do some reading for sure
0: yeah do you think we might have to read multiple chapters of midnight sun or do you think because i don't think edward's in no the beach so, one at all no he's no not
2: i was there. looking i think the next two chapters in both books both have different titles but then The Port Angeles chapter is the same in both of them.
0: Okay, Okay. so I think
2: I think we are like one to one for the next episode, one to one for the episode after that, and then they come back together.
0: Wow, interesting, fun, two different stories. Yeah, right. So, do you think um, in the Midnight Sun chapters, do you think we're gonna get confrontation between Emmett and Edward while they're camping, like maybe talking out Edward's decisions? I don't think maybe? they'll
2: be confrontational. I think Emmett is pretty chill with like Edward's decision
0: making. That's true. Is it just But the maybe 201? they'll like bro down? Yeah. Like it Rosalie's seems to not chill. gonna be there. <laughs> she yeah, as long as Rosalie's not
2: there, she would be. Yeah. I think because it's called Melody, I imagine there's going to be at least a segment where he's working on this lullaby, right?
1: That's what I was thinking. He's just cool.
2: ignoring Emmett in the woods writing piano music <laughs> in his brought, head like the he emo 17-year-old he is.
0: <laughs> yeah, he brought a piano on his shoulder and he just puts it down in the, middle of the forest. <laughs> he
2: has one of those like sheet music notebooks and like oh, Emmett yeah, wanders back to camp with an entire bear and Edward is just like wearing a toque and a flannel like scribbling madly in his okay, sheet music y- book in the firelight.
1: You guys need to stop right now because <laughs> that is a visual that is like 11 out of 10 swoons right
2: now <laughs> which was, one the carrying the bear or the tortured soul writing music in the forest The carrying
0: one the, bear, think? <laughs> the the carrying the bear is for Hannah and the writing music in the yeah. forest is for her in a toque in Sophie, a I cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call me out on something too.
2: that I edited out of the podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 got you again yeah, so maybe we have an idea of what's going to happen next time, and maybe we don't. But other have than that... I Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> tune in next time, I guess, to hear Anna's very confirmed ideas. But until then, here's some other stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be wrong, and this is going to be really embarrassing. But if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, and you want to hear me be wrong next time, make sure to tune in and consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice in the meantime. You can talk to us and find fun related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com.
1: And in the wise words of Edward from this chapter, <laughs> try to act casual and modern, even if you're not normal or modern or human. <laughs> <laughs>
2: God damn it, Edward. (laughs) Guys, we forgot to talk about how Bella thought that Edward was Spider-Man. I really wanted to talk about that.
0: Yeah, so I looked up. I actually found the first comic appearance of (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Spider-Man first appears in Amazing Fantasy Volume 115, which is about (laughs) Spider-Man, I guess in Uh this Sophie's comic book minute (gasps) Bella
2: Swan (laughs) Bella Swan
0: Bella Swan